Welcome to episode 21 of Keeping It a Hundo. I'm your host, Matty Hundo. Today's guest is James Caldwell. He's a bounty hunter from Atlanta, Georgia, and I found him on Netflix. Before we get to that, I just want to apologize for not having an episode for the last two weeks. I was traveling. I was in Portugal, which was amazing. Uh, hit Lisbon, Porto, went over to the islands, the Azores. Oh, and I can't forget Nazare. Stop there. That's the place where the biggest waves in the world are. Guy from Hawaii named Garrett McNamara broke the surf record. He, he surfed a wave that was 90 feet tall last year. So I got to play around in those waves a little bit. They weren't 90 footers, but they were big. And I was waking up with salt water coming out of every hole in my head that night. It was beautiful. Great trip with my boy Porno Pete. I was going to do a pod over there, but I couldn't bring my equipment. I didn't have room. Really tight packing for the trip, and I barely had room for everything I wanted to bring anyway. So that's what happened. So, you know, the dog didn't eat my homework, but we're going to have some some consistent pods for the next few weeks. I got a lot in the can right now. So on to today's subject. You ever been watching a show uh, and just wonder, like, what's the deal? How how they find this guy or... You know, I watch these documentaries about drug dealers and gangs and, you know, organized crime. And I always wonder, like, how do they convince them to do these interviews? Like, what's in it for them besides, you know, maybe a couple bucks? Uh, I feel like anonymity is one of their their key objectives. And they're on TV. You know, granted, they got the uh, voice altered and maybe a, a bag or a mask over their head. But anyway, I was watching this show on Netflix called Dope, and they they go into different cities across the country, and they examine the drug culture, and they attack it from different angles. Like, they sit down with with, uh, the dealers, you know, the street dealers, and then you got some of the traffickers, and then you got the local law enforcement, then you might have some feds, and it's always like a different drug like each city kind of has their own problem like you know meth out west or in the rural u.s areas and then you got heroin and pretty much everywhere now some places it's crack but anyway i'm watching the episode it was season two episode four and it was in atlanta it's called feeling rather groovy like a two dollar movie because that's what the crackhead said when he was uh testing out the the local product So I'm watching it, and they got this bounty hunter on named James Caldwell, and he was chasing some gang members, uh, some some bloods, and I figured, why not hit him up and ask him to be on the show? It sounded like something, not everybody sits down with a bounty hunter every day. You know, I had never met one in my life. Actually, I did. I knew a guy in Miami that, uh, that does the same thing, but I don't think he's... He's as wild as James. James, James is James is a, a throwback. He's like he's like from the wild wild west. That type of bounty hunter. So we had a good conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. In any questions form, feel free to comment, rate, and review the show, please, if you haven't, and leave some questions for for James about his bounty hunting. When they see me up in traffic, they say, Jesus, oh, some other 
dealership. Send them pussy niggas running straight back to the dealership. Me, I'm in my spaceship. That's right, I work for NASA. This FNH is not a fraud. Call that bitch my bodyguard. Call that bitch your bodyguard. Yeah, that's my bodyguard. Wear a lot of jewelry. Young don't do security. What's whiter than a napkin? Harder than a dinner plate. If you want it, come and get it. You know I stay super straight. Ran up in my spots, I'm now I'm working out the super eight. Know you niggas hungry. Here's a clip from his uh, appearance on Dope. This is like a like a big time drug for me. I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, it's like chasing that high, just like a heroin user. I mean, I eat it, sleep it. I, I, there's nothing more I would rather do than be out here hunting people. There are 18 bounty hunters working in Atlanta, all paid by bond companies to track down fugitives who skip bail. Get down on the ground, right now. I'm gonna throw you on the ground. You're going to the ground. But James is no ordinary bounty hunter. He's from the hood. He grew up around gangbangers and dealers, and it's given him an edge. So where are you from, man? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. My research says Villa Rica. I tell everybody Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Yeah. So so we can uh, keep it a little more vague? Pretty much. Pretty much. Do you know what Villa Rica has in common with Boston? I'm from Boston. No. What is that in common? Jay Crowder. <laughs> you know I know Jay, you know who that is. I know who Jay Crowder is. Yeah. No we don't have him anymore, but we appreciated what he did out there for us. That's what's up. That's what's up. I had never heard of Villa Rica. I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Yep. I'd never heard of Villa Rica until they announced him in the starting lineups. They say, from Villa Rica, Georgia. I'm yeah. like, where the hell is that? It's a small town. Um, Villa Rica means the city of gold. Literally, it means rich village. Right. And the figurative translation. Right, right. Be like, yeah. So I found you on Dope. You're 15 minutes of fame. Hopefully, <laughs> it can last a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Love those type of shows. I watch a lot of those. Okay. Um, it reminds me of Drugs, Inc. on Nat Geo. I used to watch that all the time. Okay. I love how they infiltrate different cities and, and target what are the actual issues with that city because every city has its own right, personal right. problems. So how did you link up with Dope? How did they find you? Actually, I do a TV show, a local TV show here called Joe Ray's Bounty Hunters. Oh, okay. And um, they uh, were searching for bounty hunters, uh, police officers that will talk to them about the, the drugs and uh, the things that are coming through the city of Atlanta, through the you know airport, um, and stuff like that, and they also wanted to talk about, you know, some of the gang activities that go around through the city and stuff. They reached out to me through my um, my website. Go and, ahead, plug you know, it. <laughs> GeorgiaBountyHunters.com. Perfect. Yeah. They reached out to me there and asked me what uh, I have a, you know, they're doing a documentary for Netflix called Dope. They wanted to talk to me about, you know, if I didn't mind riding around or letting them ride around with me, you know, and some of my case files that I was picking up about some of the opioids and stuff like that. I thought about it for a minute, and then I was like, oh, what the hell, let's do it. So I did it. I'm always curious when they convince, like, gangbangers and drug dealers to do these things, mm -hmm. did they tell you how that, like, contract works? Did they have, like, a deal set up with them, or is it just like, we don't want any trouble, so we're not going to do anything stupid? Honestly, um, I don't know. Some of them I was told, you know, uh, that they were, you know, offered money to do it, you know, to actually talk to them about, you know, the things that they do. Or, Illegal activities yeah, and whatnot. Stuff, yeah, and stuff like that. But a lot of them just pretty much want to do it just to get themselves out there. 
Um, of course, you've seen in some of the episodes where, you know, they were wearing masks mm-hmm. or they were, you know, disguising their voices mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But everybody knows who those are, you know. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're if you in the hood or whatever, oh, yeah, that's my boy Pookie. I've seen a guy on, on Drugs, Inc. who they had him going around selling drugs and he was using um, taxis. <laughs> he, that's how, he was like, just dress normal, bring like a backpack or a briefcase. Right. Nobody's going to expect you're in like... Right. A, a public transportation or a right. taxi or whatever. Right. And we all know who he is. It's right. a guy we everybody knows. Right. And right. he was on there. He didn't show his face, but Right. I mean you, you, you can recognize voices. If you hang around somebody long enough, you can recognize their voices or just body language or the way Especially they Especially you know what town they're in, you know the neighborhoods. I mean you're you were in the bluff. I mean like, Exactly, exactly. So. Talk about the bluff a little bit. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time, like I said, out here and mm-hmm. I still don't really know that much about it other than what I saw on the, the the Netflix show, the right. Snow on the Bluff. Right. You want to um, go right over there? I w- yeah yeah. I've been <laughs> I've been in plenty of neighborhoods like that. It's it's um the Bluff is like day and night. It'll it'll change. Um, they're trying to clean it up a lot. I feel a lot more safer with you driving me over there than by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. It's it's a rough neighborhood. Back in the day, it was really bad. I mean, what is it? What what is it part of? What area? Is it's it part it's. Of? Actually, it's um, I want to say it's 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 actually a part of Atlanta, just on the I want to say the east side. No, it wouldn't be the east side. It's just right outside of. I know the hoods. The like dome. I know like the Swats and yeah, East Point. It, it'd be it'd be on the area of the side of the town where they built the new stadium. Oh, okay. On that side, and it's just a big old community. And, you know, there's apartment complexes, abandoned houses and stuff like that. I'm sure, you know, like you said, you've seen Snow on the Bluffs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what you see on there is actually what you see in real life. It can be it can be your worst nightmare or it could be, you know, a good thing just to ride through just to get a little history or whatever. And like they said on Dope, it stands for Better Leave You Fucking Fool. B-L-U-F-F. Bam! <laughs> you nailed that. You nailed that. Why do you think Atlanta is such a heroin hub? There's a lot of cities you could say kind of the same things about it. Granted, it's what the busiest airport in the in the world, or right? The pretty much, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a lot of big cities that you know have good transportation routes. And me, I, I just think that it's just it's everywhere. It's not just Atlanta, but yeah. they, you know, everybody comes to Atlanta for work. Everybody comes to Atlanta for money, fame, fortune, anything, you know, and yeah. Um, a lot of people are trying to put Atlanta, you know, in a in a bigger situation than what it actually is. But I, I, me today, I've been doing this for over 14, 14 years, and I still don't know the answer to that question. Why is Atlanta, you know, one of the big hub runners um, for a lot of the drugs? But you have a lot of drugs pass through this city. How did you get into this? You said you've been doing it 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I always was fascinated with uh, cowboys and Indians. You know, back in the day, the bounty hunters, you know, to ride into town and, you know, get the man. And, and ever since then, I always wanted to be one. I uh, I was working two jobs. I was working as a corrections officer. That was my guess. Yeah. yeah. I started out as a corrections officer and also taught commercial driving, people to drive big trucks. Yeah, CDL. Mm-hmm. And then um, me and some friends were out drinking one night, and uh, we met this girl that was actually a bounty hunter. And um, we were talking to her, and she was telling us how to get into it. I went home and thought about it, did my little homework, researched YouTube, watched videos and stuff for some of these legends and all that good jazz. And I decided, that, you know, I was going to take a class and get my get my little certificate. Yeah, so how, how much do you have to do to get it? Is it intricate or is no, it, it pretty it, basic? It, all you do is pay 
250 bucks to the uh, Professional Bell Bonds Association. You need balls and a gun. And balls and a gun, that's it. Yep. My mama always told me, boy, something ain't right with you, you know, and I'm the, I'm what you would call the, the family member that if anybody calls and say, hey, man, we got issues, call James. Yeah. And I'm the one that'll go do it. Yeah. That's just me. They say 20, 120 active gangs in Atlanta. They commit about 50% of the crime, according to Dope. Does that sound accurate to you? I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, probably a little more. 120 gangs? There's gangs popping up, I would say, at least once a week here. I mean, once a week. There's I mean, somebody is a gang them. just like me and a few of my friends decide to start oh, like yeah. going out and robbing people? Oh, yeah. Or whatever oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are affiliated with, you know, everybody knows the Bloods and the Crips. You have the bloods are big here, right? Right, bloods are big here. We they come up with these little satellite gangs. I mean, they'll be affiliated with the bloods, but then they'll come up with a different name and just you know and so on. How do they? So is there any way that they have? Are they affiliated at all with like the, the bloods, like in L.A. and Compton? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there, yeah, there's ties. There's ties. Um, there's long networks like yeah. That. Long they don't just they don't just start wearing red and say hey we're gonna be bloods. There's some we call them wankers, fakers. Okay, so there are some of those, but you know oh, who is what. You know who is who. We pick and choose who we go after. If we get case files that come across our desk and they're bloods or crips or whatever, we see what level they have in the gang before we actually go out and get them. That's for our protection, our family's mm -hmm. protection, whatever. Um, if you're too high up in the gang, I'm not gonna bother you. Really? You know, um, I do have access to you know talking with folks. Um, like that they're are, not even worth it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it's it's not the point of not even being worth it. It's just the point that I don't want that kind of pressure on me. Yeah. You know, I got to come out here and walk around the city and and do my job as well. But I don't want you know if I go over here and pick this guy and he's the banker for this blood gang satellite over here. I don't want to go lock him up and, and, and I just messed up their little thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. We have ways of, of, of being respectful for them just like they have ways of being respectful for us. You know, but if, if let's say if you're a little peon, a little sack chaser out here trying to sell a couple little bags of meth or something like that, I'm locking your ass up. You know, you, you're nothing to them. You, you know, they can get another one just two seconds after I got you. Those are the ones we go after. And, you know, sometimes we, we pick some, you know, some guys that are, that has messed up in the gang, and we talk to some people, and they say, hey, man, I'm going to show you how to get this guy. You know, and, of course, we'll go get him. You know, he might be a, a big deal to him, but, you know, he's caused problems in the group, you know, and they want to get him out without killing him. And the best place to put him is where? Prison. <laughs> so they say there's only 18 bounty hunters working in Atlanta right now? There's actually more, but a lot of them are having trouble getting work. This Bounty hunting is... is um, it's, it's almost like if you, you wanted to say it was a secret secret organization, which yeah. is, I mean, you know, but it's not. You got to be trusted. Um, I grew up in the streets. I'd done some bad shit in my life. I, I used to sell drugs. I used to be like these guys running from bounty hunters, running from the police and stuff like that. When you prove yourself to a bonding company, you know, that, hey, look, I can go out here and, you know, pick these people up, pick your skips up and not cause no problems of mayhem where you're forcing out paying money for some bullshit that I did. Excuse my you language. Say, no, no, you can say whatever you want on mm -hmm. here. When you say skips, you mean people who skip bail. Right. And it's a lot of your work has to do with the relationships you have with the, the right. bondsmen. Right, right. We have a pretty successful track record. We're guaranteed to find you. We are guaranteed to find you. Yeah, I heard some crazy stats, like mm -hmm. 95 to 97 percent. Like, that's I have, real? I have a 90, I'm going to say a 98 percent, you know, success rate as far as tracking your ass down. I don't even, like, I thought it was, to me, if I had to guess, I would have said it was closer to 50 percent. No, Just sir. like, I, I, that's me not knowing anything about the business. No, sir. 
when I tell you, and, and you know, I've learned to joke with it a lot, but I tell you when I'm fired with this shit, I'm fired with this shit. <laughs> do you think it has to do with, obviously these aren't the, the smartest guys out there. They're smart. Yeah. They're smart. Yeah. They're real smart. But, but how come they always stay in the same city? Because that's their only way to make money. It's, it, yeah, it's, that's that's one of the things. Um, but everybody has in that mindset that, oh, they ain't going to come looking for me. Well, they ain't going to come over here because I'm over here in the bluffs. Ain't nobody going to come get me because everybody yeah, know yeah, about yeah. it. Everybody that runs, they always pick certain areas that has notorious names for it. Yeah. Allen Temple, you know, and all those places like that right there. They always pick those places to run to because they think that's refuge for over them. Over in Bankhead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, but I mean, everybody, that's all you know. If this is all you know, growing up on the street selling drugs and going to mama's house, to grandma's house, to Aunt Pookie, you know, Aunt Pookie and all them down the street, that's the only areas you know to run to. That You narrowed it down for me pretty easy. I'm going to find you. Because if, if, if you listed those people on your bond, those are the first people I'm going to talk to. If you piss one of your family members off or a girlfriend or a baby mama, they're going to eventually tell me, hey, look, I got $200. You tell me what this client is. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know where you're at right now, but give me an hour and I'll find them. So, so ex-girlfriends and grandmas. Ex-girlfriends, grandmas, and we're going to say maybe one or two uncles will snitch on your ass in a minute. Try to set you straight. Yep. The, the, the ex-girlfriend is like, this is payback. Oh, payback. And then the family members, it's like, I want them to get straightened out right. and get help right. or whatever. Exactly. Do you have a problem with people calling you a bounty hunter? Do you prefer to be called the... Uh, Fugitive recovery? Yeah, I've heard all these different names. Um, Bail enforcement agents. I, when I started this, you know, when I got into this business... Bounty hunters had got a bad rep. And no disrespect to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who he is. Oh, but he has really changed. To me, you know, he's really just flooded the industry with idiots and knuckleheads. Everybody wants to be a bounty hunter mm-hmm. because of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Right. And once they get out here on the streets, because I've employed a lot of people. Um, I'll take you out on a ride alone and ride you through the bluffs, Allen Temple. And if we got to get out and get a skip, I'm going to watch your reaction because you've never been in situations like that. So after we pick our man up, you know, and get him out of there, and we get back, and then the next day I call you and say, hey, you ready to go to work? Hey, man, uh, you know, I'm not feeling good today. Because it, it, this industry is not for everybody. This is not for the weak. This is not for who you just think because you got a gun and a badge and you can go out here and do what you want to. No, it's not. This, that's not what it's for. Back to what I was saying about, you know, tarnishing the industry, when I came into this, I always said I want to change that because a lot of sheriffs around here are pissed off at bounty hunters for just walking up, kicking folks' doors in, thinking that's what you can do willy-nilly. I want to change that, and and I said I want to get away from that term bounty hunter. I want to go to fugitive recovery, Mm -hmm. fugitive recovery agent. That's what I wanted to go for. That's how we dress up. If you look on my TV show or – and you'll see our uniforms. It says future recovery agent. That's what we are. We're not representing ourselves as law enforcement or anything like that or any affiliation with law enforcement. I want to get that taste of bounty hunter out of people's mouths. There's also that bounty hunters during the slave trade that mm-hmm. used to collect the runaway slaves, which, right. you know, you don't want to be affiliated with that. Right, right. So, I mean, you guys are authorized to go into the home of uh, a fugitive. Correct. But you cannot go in pretty much anywhere else without permission. True. Even if you think they're there or whatever. Well, it it works like if, let's say um, my skip is at at the address um, on ABC Street. And, you know, we get to ABC Street and we're sitting out doing surveillance and we see him come out of that house and go into another house. 
yeah, technically you can get permission, you know, if he runs into that house. Used to, you know, you just, if you see him running into somebody else's house, bam, kick the door and go in and get mm-hmm. him. But yeah, it, it, it pretty much requires a little permission. Normally, whenever we get in a situation like that, we either call 911 and they'll come out and they'll say, hey, look, you know, we've seen this guy in here. And of course, the police talk to the homeowner of that house that he's in, which we don't leave the premises, and just explain to him, this is what's going to happen, you know, if you don't, you know, have the guy to come out. Boom, we got our dude. I saw that bounty hunting or fugitive recovery is is very popular in the U.S. and the Philippines, mm-hmm. but it's not really acceptable in pretty much every other country in the world. It's been pretty much outlawed in mm-hmm. most societies. That's crazy. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's new to me. Um, Little research. That's I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, you, you're gonna have me on my toes now. That's crazy. Have you ever left the country? or chased anybody outside the country? <laughs> yes. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Where'd you go? Bermuda. Really? Yeah. And keep that under the wraps. Got some friends over there. Yeah, they got their little gangsters in uh, Bermuda. Oh, yeah. But it's a very small island. Everyone knows each other. We had uh, we had some people that um, that were from Bermuda that come over there that was trafficking drugs. Okay. And um, they got caught up. And of course, and they, they just left. went back mm-hmm. to where they came from. And in the, in the bounty hunting world, there are certain things that we don't talk about. There's certain things we don't show and tell. We all network together. If you're a real bounty hunter, yeah, you all and know you each got other. some skills. You and that person are gonna network. Believe me. And when I tell you, just to say this right here, there's been people brought back from Africa on bonds that were running from the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's just how close-knit we get, you know? If, if I got a skip in, like the one we had in Bermuda, it just took a phone call, you know, and, and boom, within, what, two weeks? But you went out there physically and brought them back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's worth it to you for the for the 10% or 20%? 20%. For the flights and everything? That's And you're paying for two flights? Nope. The company is paying for it. Paying for your flight mm-hmm. and the fugitive flight? Mm-hmm. And then you're still getting your 10 or 20%, whatever. Pretty I much. mean, is that negotiable or they tell it, you up It's front? negotiable. Everything is negotiable. Anytime that, uh, you know, we, we do a skip or whatever, if the bond is big, if it's not big or whatever, we always negotiate a price. You do it up front? Up front. Okay. So you know when you're chasing them. You pretty much know, know how I'm, much that mm-hmm, person's worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know exactly how much it worth. What's the biggest for one person you ever got? The biggest for one person is the bond was 250 so it was 20%. Yep. So you got 50 grand. Boom. Some people make that in a year. Yeah. Made that in one skip. How big's your team? We can get up to 12. So you have, at times, 12 working on your team? It just depends, yeah. But normally you have everybody split up. Normally everybody is out, you know, doing their thing or whatever. And you do a lot of overnight surveillance where you're sitting in cars Mm -hmm. looking, you know, what does surveillance entail? Video? Uh, we'll, you just watching? We're watching. You know, sometimes a lot of bonding companies, if you're out of state, you know, and you hire me out of state, they, they require proof, you know, that we're out working. So we would do video surveillance and send it to them and let them know, hey, look, this is what we got on your skip, you know, and go from there. You uh, provide that proof to who? Law enforcement? No, to the bonding company. Oh, just to the bonding company. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys don't deal with law enforcement much at all. No, they don't really bother you. And it, 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 only time that we get problems from law enforcement if we don't follow whatever that sheriff's rules of that county. Okay, that's it. 
Does we, that differ much around the counties around Atlanta? Every every county is different. Yeah. You, you know, some some counties are, are not fond of bounty hunters, so they pretty much you know set their own rule. Well, we don't want you hunting here. Yeah. You know, but you can't stop us because that's where my skip is. But you can go to jail too as well. You know, because that sheriff makes that rules. So we always try to get along with law enforcement. We always cooperate with law enforcement. You know, we always try to do our due diligence to call them and let them know that, hey, look, I'm over here at such and such. I'm about to, you know, pick my skip up, you mm -hmm. know, but we're doing surveillance. We're going to be out here for two or three hours. Have you ever been in trouble because of rules broken, bounty hunting <laughs> or whatnot? I mean, with the law. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Had to face criminal charges or? Well, um, they find I could have faced criminal charges, but yeah. I didn't. Can you tell that story? I prefer not. Okay. Prefer not. Prefer you got not. you got a story you can tell. As far as me, just a yeah, like a, like a good apprehension, you know, like a nice little juicy story about somebody you picked up once. Oh, I mean, there's lots of good. Keep in mind, I've been doing this for a long time. There's a lot of uh, pull out a good one that the uh, listeners <laughs> might like. Think about it. Think about it. Um, we'll get. We'll come back to you if you want. Oh, let's see. I'm gonna have to think. Of like you just, you told me you just got back from oh, Vegas, Vegas today. Yeah. All right. That's that's a pretty good one because okay. you know it normally don't take me that long to find a skip, but I've been working on this case file for three months. Three months. Um, it was a female. She's from Georgia. Um, she's lived here in Georgia, but she's from Florida. She was posted on Snapchat, Instagram, that kind of situation. Um, that's how we were following her. Well, we got lucky. She posted she was at a swimming pool with one of her friends. and She's got to be early 20s. Exactly. Yep. Snapchat. Exactly. <laughs> I'm too old for Snapchat. So we've, we've missed her by several times because every time she would post, she knew we were looking for her. Every time she would post, she would post it either an hour or two after she had left. So we're running to these places, like left and right, disturbing all these people or whatever. And um, she was never there. So it kind of pissed us off. It put me in a bad situation. I went on vacation to clear my head because this girl was getting on my nerves. This how bad it was. So I went on vacation. She was posting because she had stopped posting while I was before I left vacation. She had started back posting while I was on vacation. So I'm calling the team. Hey, look, I need to send you over here do some surveillance on this apartment. So they're and that's in Atlanta. That's in Atlanta, exactly. Matter of fact, about three miles from where we're sitting right now. Okay. So sent the team out, and of course they got her friend on video where she's sitting outside smoking, but she, the girl that we're looking for was never there. So I'm like, shit, all right. So come off of vacation, she posted again of her twerking in front of a building sign with the apartment building on it. So... I was going to say, she sounds like a stripper. Is she a stripper? No, no. Nah? She's the just Atlanta a, to Vegas? Nah, nah they were doing the around. credit card fraud thing. Okay. So um, she did that, and she posted the building. So me and my wife, we got to Googling that apartment building number in Google, which you can do Google anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it the Google Map. Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it popped up the building, and it showed it a look of the apartments. And then the video that she was posting is the same exact apartment. So then we went through the apartments and found a building that matched that number. Mm -hmm. And boom, there it was. So we went out and set up surveillance, and um, sure enough, she posted she was at the pool. Went out to the pool, snatched her ass up, and we headed to Hartsfield-Jackson, getting on a plane, going to Vegas. Oh, okay, okay. It was a reverse. You were bringing her to Vegas. I, I thought you were going to go to Vegas no, and bring her back. No, uh, took her to Vegas. We flew, okay. Yeah, flew her out to Vegas. Got it. And just got back earlier today. Okay. So, yeah. 
you were there for what, 24 hours, not even? Not even 24 yeah. hours. So does your wife work with your team? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She does all the skip tracing. I taught her everything she knows. That's cool. But she'll tell you different, though. I used to work for a collection agency, mm -hmm. and we had to do a lot of the skip tracing stuff. Collection agencies call us. Yeah, that crap. <laughs> they call you guys because they can't get shit. Yeah. yeah. Repo companies, we help them all out. Yeah. Because I need them as well, too. So they say, and I... I found this maybe middle range. They said 80K is a good year for a, for a good bounty hunter. I feel like that's like middle of the pack. Like there's got to be bounty hunters that make six figures easily. There's bounty hunters out there that make some money. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm, trying to pry I, into your There's finances. bounty hunters out there that make some money. All right. I got some good stuff for you now. This oh. is called the Keep It a Hundo segment oh. of the show. Run it. All right. On the episode of Dope, you apprehended a blood member hiding under the sink in a cupboard. Where's the strangest place you ever found a fugitive? Washing machine. <laughs> I kid you not. Washing machine. <laughs> in a home? In a home. Not a laundromat? Not a laundromat. All right. The same kid you apprehended under the sink was shot and killed shortly after the incident mm -hmm. in a botched drug deal. Right. Have you had to shoot anybody? No. Have you had to fire at any? Like, you haven't even yes. attempted? Okay. You fired some shots? Yes. But not into anybody? No. Okay. Allegedly? Into the car. Okay. Okay. You've been, you been shot at? No. Chasing? No? No. What are some of your favorite restaurants in Atlanta? Um, the Varsity. Um, that's an old school uh, classic. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't uh, keep in mind. I don't come to the city that often unless yeah. I'm working. Yeah. And if I'm working and we're out, you know, we'll we'll jump into any little joint around here. Mary Max Tea Room is a good place to eat. I had a couple good meals there. Yeah. Like you, a you big University of Miami alumni thing yeah. we did. You didn't go wrong there, buddy. There, yeah. You didn't go wrong there. I had never heard of tomato pie until I went there. Yeah. I still don't know what it is, but it tasted great. It's tomatoes, man. <laughs> tomatoes in a pie. Yeah, man. All right. I'm not from the south. You know? Hey, fried green tomatoes. Yeah. It's, those good are great, stuff. too. I think I'm going to have some this weekend. Those are the best fried green tomatoes I've ever had. Not not that I grew up eating them or anything, but what's your favorite strip club in A? <laughs> You're trying to get me divorced, man. <laughs> nah, um, you used to be single. You haven't been married your whole life. Uh, it's going to be, well, my favorite one, it burned down and they rebuilt it, but it wasn't the same. Uh, body Tap. Yeah. But my next, it would be Magic City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's one of mine. <laughs> Magic. Yep. On Mondays. That's right. I saw, I think, the best strip club, quick, quick side story. The best strip club night I had in Atlanta was, could have been Magic City Monday, one random Monday night, maybe three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino was there with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And they were just... Balling hilarious yeah. like they, they just watching their whole like they had an interesting uh dynamic between the two of them yeah and quentin's girl was with them and jamie was trying to get them to like go crazy <laughs> and he's buying them both lap dances interesting stuff of course there was a bunch of rappers in there too we have go you, after them too oh yeah so that's i'm i'm coming up on that right now oh sweet have you hunted any athletes or celebrities rappers former athletes whatever the baseball player, I keep forgetting his name, uh, from Atlanta. Um, Andrew Jones? He got cracked out. Otis Nixon. Otis, yes. Wow. Uh, I actually he, heard a podcast about his crimes. 
Oh yeah, he's uh, he's notorious for signing his friends out on bond, and then of course they skip, and then of course we go after Otis. But we had, we went after Otis Otis Nixon a couple times. Otis, my man. Yeah. Um, I love him to death. Um, rap- he he looks like the biggest crackhead in the world. Oh man, he is rough looking. Rough, yeah, very rough, rough. looking guy. Uh, but he's still a nice guy though. Yeah. Um, my favorite all time rapper is Kilo Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I locked him up. We were about to go. Go get Mr. Ross uh, on an ankle monitor deal, uh, <laughs> but of course he charged it up. Everybody knows Gunplay, you know rapper yeah, Gunplay from Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, he come up here and got a little citation. I think it was marijuana possession or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the binding company wanted me to go get him. I refused. Why? Gunplay is crazy. You think so? That dude is out. <laughs> he is out, man. I think he just stays we, high. No, he does. But the thing about it is, we were we were doing our homework, to, you know, to see how we can catch him. But this dude has like guys running around him with like guns bigger than what we got. Yeah, and, too many. Yeah, and we we many, you know we, yeah. we we roll out with AR-15s just like that, but twenty-four guys. Come yeah, on, I can't handle that. That's an army. Yeah, so I pick and choose my case files. <laughs> That's funny. Steel cage match. Who you got? James Caldwell versus Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, definitely James Caldwell. <laughs> Man. I already knew if I oh mentioned him God. In, during this conversation that it would just, like, make your blood boil. Just what? because, like, he's the only person anyone ever brings up, and it's annoying, oh I'm sure. Oh, my God. So I, I didn't, definitely didn't want to make it about him. Man, this interview is over now. You done said that. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, because I, I knew you wanted to get him in the cage. So oh, yeah. I figured that would work. Me and go at it without his paintball gun. <laughs> That's one thing I don't care. No paintball gun? No paintball. Is he, is he in, in prison? No. No? He made all his money on them shows. They say he's still working. I mean, we're part of, uh, like I said, his wife, Beth Chapman, she's, yeah. she's one of the presidents of uh, the organization. Um, you know, we do reach out and talk to them, you know, with issues and stuff that's going on to help protect the industry and stuff like that. Um, as far as them going in the right direction, yes. But as Are they far in Hawaii? As, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I saw you got arrested in Mexico for mm-hmm. breaking some of their rules or whatever. Yeah, and that's the things you have to watch out for. Yeah. If they made a movie about James Caldwell, who would play you? <laughs> um, let's see. Who would play me? I want Kevin Hart to play me. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I want Kevin Hart to play me. I'm serious. I want it to be funny as shit. I want Kevin Hart to play my, me. My boy I went to college with just made a few movies with him. He's a director. Really? Yeah, he made Central Intelligence. No shit? Yeah, he yeah. directed that. He's doing yeah. Skyscraper now with The Rock. Yeah. Yep. Kevin Hart to play me. You might be able to get that done. If you got if you got some more good stories. And you oh, man, we, we videotape everything we do. Do you really? Oh, yeah. You do it for court reasons? If, in case, I do it or, for protection. for bail re- uh, to, to show that you earned right your well not just that skip. you know we pick up females um there's been a lot of bounty hunters that are out of the business due to females oh he touched me inappropriately mm-hmm. or you know he made sexual advances toward me blah 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 that's a good that's point. from our protect, uh, protection we keep our vehicles wired up we keep our cameras rolling at all times 24 7 we wear body cameras when we enter homes if if i broke your door in and your skip my skip was in there and i got you and we come out and you say oh he wasn't in here and they tore my house up I got proof showing you what damage we only did. You know, just broke your front door, but I just walked over and got him from behind that couch. Have you ever made any friends from this business? Guys you picked up, I mean, not not like guys who work and do what you do. Yes, I do. Um, There's some people that I picked up, you know, little meth charges and stuff like that. And, of course, we reached out and got them help. 
and they turn into pretty they decent up, people yeah, when they clean they, up. We, we've and, gotten, you know, there's one, my favorite, this little young man, he's, um, he, he quit or got kicked out of school. I think he got kicked out of school when he was like 13. Um, he was out, you know, doing meth. His mama couldn't control him. His daddy, you know, just didn't have no words for him or whatever. And uh, we locked him up, and I followed him, you know, while he was going through the, you know, the court procedures and going through jail. He's, I think he stayed in jail like three months. He got out. Uh, I've taken him fishing, um, helped him get a job. Um, he's actually going back to school, to, you know, in, at night school to get his high school diploma. Um, he's still working. He's out of trouble. Um, you know, he'll call me and check on me. I'll call and check on him and, and just keep it moving. You know, I, I, I want to be a positive influence to a lot of the youth. You know, this is not the life, you know, because like I said, I went down that road myself, you know. But, um, yeah, we, we, we run into some people. and Some of the bad ones I run into that I don't want to see. Um, we always, if we do run up on somebody that we've apprehended and it was a bad situation, we either try to go the opposite way. If you have uh, some type of record, criminal record, would you have trouble getting licensed to be a bounty hunter or it really doesn't matter? It depends on, in, in the state of Georgia, it depends it, if it's, as long as it's not a felony or a domestic charge, you, you wouldn't have a problem. Because the main thing is obtaining the, the, the firearm. Yeah, getting a license to carry. Mm -hmm. Did Wayne Williams do it? Because you're at the proper age. You definitely are familiar with the Atlanta child yes, killings. Yes, yes. Um, some... I would say yes, all of them no. There was too much going on when Wayne Williams was, was first arrested because there were still things that were still happening you know, after he was arrested. So I don't say he done all of them, but I do say he done some. I just listened to the uh, Atlanta Monster podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of it mm -hmm. or heard about it or heard, I heard Well, it. I remember there was supposed to have been something going on about uh, Wayne Williams. It was really good. Was and I learned a lot about the case. And I would, after hearing all that, I would agree with you. Yeah. I think that he's responsible for some of it. So right. I don't lock him up, throw him away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no doubt about it. All, he didn't do them all. They're, they're actually saying, you know, that he committed all of them. There's no way in the hell that man committed all those. Right. Uh, murders, but like I said, once when he was locked up, it continued to go on just for a short period of time. So yeah. I don't think he committed all of them. So. Are you looking for the uh, the other Atlanta child killer now? <laughs> Are you out there looking? Is he on bond? I know exactly. He better be on. If it bond. doesn't make dollars. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> Top five rappers dead or alive. Top five rappers dead or alive. Of course, I told you Kilo Ali. All right. I'm a big Jeezy fan. Tupac. Biggie, LL Cool J. That's five. Bam. You got it. But we're not done. Oh, hell. Because Kilo Ali is nobody. He's been on nobody's top five. So mm. I like the the Atlanta I'm a, yeah, flavor yeah. you just threw in there. Yeah. But let's keep it ATL. Top five Atlanta rappers of all time. Jermaine Dupree. You going to throw JD in there? Yeah. What the hell did you just say? So you got JD, you got Kilo Ali. Mm -hmm. I told you, you Jeezy. said Jeezy. Mm -hmm. that's, so there's three. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? There's some good ones, man. Man, I mean, it's just it, their style. It has to. Oh, Ti. Yep. Gotta put Ti in there. Of course, Bankhead Shouty. You know, rest in rest mm -hmm. in peace. Mm -hmm. um, Bowling Homes. And let's see who else. That's five. Yeah, let's go leave it at that. All right. 
you left out some. Yeah, but that, it, my ear, my ear hearing is, or excuse me, my ear hustling is different than yours. Yeah, no, I was even, I was going back to the, to the like closer to our day growing up, oh, not well, the new guys. Yeah, but still, I mean, you know, Andre three stacks. I wasn't a fan of that. Not your style, big boy. Big boy, no. Okay, love Outkast. Good music, but just wasn't my style. All right, if you had to pick one of the housewives of Atlanta, which one are you picking? <laughs> Give me some choices. Uh well, there's the one white lady. Uh-uh. Okay. There's uh, Nene Leaks. There's uh, Portia. I, this is all off the top of my head. Um, who's the other one? Uh, yeah, Portia's the one that was married to Cordell Stewart. Right. Um, it probably. I'm just going to stop you right there. It's probably going to be Portia. I think I would go with uh, the model chick, Cynthia. Mm-mm. No? Too needy. Okay. Too needy. Okay. Best running back to ever play in the SEC. I know you're a, you're a Georgia fan. If I'm, if my research is correct. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to change some. Go shit. dogs. Yeah, go dogs. I'm a big bulldog <laughs> fan. I'm a hurricane. It's all about the U. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, you know, everybody can't be helped all the time. <laughs> it's gonna have to be my boy. Um, no, Sean Marino is gonna be my dude. Did you see the video? Of him? Good answer. Not what I was expecting. But uh, did you see the video of him? When his tears were falling out of his face? No. Before an NFL game? No. It was one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen. What? I have to show you a video. I'll show you. The reason why I chose him is because he reminds me a lot of myself when I was playing football. Okay. Back in, back in you know, back in the day. Way, way back in the day. Um, but yeah, it's gonna have to be no Sean Marino. Cool. Good dude. I, I he's a friend of a friend. If all these rappers showed up at a strip club at the same time, who gets the table? Or it could be at a club. It could be at a nightclub. Who has the who has the most cachet out of this group? You got T.I., Gucci Mane, Future, Ludacris, 2 Chains, or Jeezy? Jeezy. So if Jeezy shows up, he's getting the best table out of all of them. Damn right. They're taking care of him. They're taking care of him all night long. Jeezy. Damn. Jeezy? Jeezy. You think he'll spend the most in there? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Right. Same group of guys. Oh, what? Same group of guys. Baddest chick in the A walks in. Who gets her? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Wow. Nah, I'm, I'm going to say probably Gucci. Gucci's going to get her? Yeah. Because he's been working out? Yeah, he's been getting buff. Right. My wife loves Gucci. Yeah. Yeah, My I girl don't. loves it. I had to get her the Gucci I ain't getting snowman, no, hell no, no, I ain't, ice cream cone sweatshirt. I ain't getting none of that shit. My wife don't, uh-uh. No. We were at the Gucci show. Last question. Uh-oh. Death Row Meal. I know you like to throw a nice steak on the grill. My research tells me. Damn. <laughs> I have to check my shit. What? Nah, nah. I have, I have a little background in, in this, too. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, fuck. Death Row Meal. What are you having? Uh, crab, lobster, shrimp. That's it. Is it any particular, like at a restaurant, home cooking? Home cooking. You making it? Is your mom I'm making, making it? Bring it to my cell and let me do it. All right. Bring I it mean, to bring my cell. Bring it to my cell. Hell yeah. All Fill right. this whole damn table up. Let's run it. it. Love it. What are you drinking with it? Uh, it's going to be probably either, um, it's going to probably be a Heineken, Heineken Light. Trying to watch my figure a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be some Heineken. It's going to be 12 of them jokers. And I'm not going into them 12. As well. 
I mean, why would you want to stay sober for that moment? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, you you about to go out, man. I'm going yeah. out with a bang. Fuck yeah. that. I'm out. You having dessert? Nope. No dessert. No dessert. Okay. I'm not big on sweets. Okay. That's it, man. That's all I got for you. That's what's up. All right. That's what's up. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. For the record, he destroyed Dog in a steel cage match. That guy's a pit bull. He's the second Caldwell we've had on the show. We had Jane Caldwell of the LFL, the Australian quarterback, but uh, that is not her father, James. They have no relation, but same name, Caldwell. I asked him. I asked him if it was his daughter. They don't look anything alike, trust me. But the keeping it a hundo family is tight. So next week, we'll have Mike Walbert of A3C. It's the hip-hop show in Atlanta. Uh, hip-hop festival, I should say. Big rap show. Uh, it's one of the only all hip-hop shows left in the country. But when you get a chance, check out Dope on Netflix. It's episode four of season two. That's where you'll find James showing off his fugitive recovery skills. So that's it. I'm Matty Hundo. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep it a hundo. See you next week.